Hello, welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show. I'm Elise, and welcome to my living room on the Upper East Side, episode 63. This is quite the journey we're having here. Fact of the day, the Mona Lisa has no eyebrows. You know, the painting, I, you know, this is fact. This is a fact. This is true. I feel like I need to beg to differ. I looked at the painting I thought I saw on the right side, a thin brow. A thin, overly tweezed brow on the right side, but apparently the painting doesn't have any brows. I actually saw the Mona Lisa. I think I was in um, Paris at the Musée d'Orsay, which is what fancy British people call it. It's like really how I would say it is the Musée d'Orsay. Um which I probably am also butchering it. But anyway, I, I, I think that that's where I saw the Mona Lisa a bunch of years ago, and I didn't even notice the brows. You know, it, the painting is uh, so interesting, um, but I wasn't honed in on the detail of the brow. But apparently, she's browless. And if you're the painter, I mean, how do you forget to paint the brows? You know, if, if you asked me to draw a picture, okay, the first thing I'm doing is actually the brows. The first thing, I'm doing a big arch brow. I'm doing a big drag queen arch brow, and then I'm doing the eye with a giant lash, the nose. Then I'll do a puffy lip. I don't even draw the face. I just draw the hair. My people, that are the, the little cartoons I draw, they have no, I don't draw the outline of the drawline. No, I just do the brow, the eyes. So I, I don't understand. You, what, how, and why do you leave out the eyebrow? Anyway. Um, I just actually got home. I was at a Gotham Comedy Club tonight. It's Monday. I'm recording this on Monday night. I had a spot there tonight. And, uh, it, it, and it was fine. You know, the COVID thing is funny because some clubs or, uh, you know, some shows that we do, us comics, they have you swap out the mic before, you know, like, so the, there's, there's a host on and she has whatever mic she has. And then, you know, they give me a fresh mic and I got to connect it to the wire. And it's like, well, what is this, Home Depot? I don't know how to do this. I mean, I've been doing stand-up for four years, not a terribly long time. Um, it sounds like a long time to me, but it's not. I mean, most comics, you know, they're doing it 10, 12, 20 years. And, you know, that's when you're getting like really, really good, right? And, um, you know, so these comics have been doing it all these years. They just pop it. They could pop off the mic, slap it back on me. You know, I'm just like, besides, you know, I'm not even good at that stuff in my own house. Like, I have a china cabinet that's built into the wall, right, in my kitchen. It's built in. I have a bank cap. I have a china cabinet built into the wall. The china cabinet's locked, right? I have a key to get into the lock, into the china cabinet. Should I ever want to use my Lennox china that is literally collecting dust? Let me tell you something. I can't even figure out how to open the lock. This is my china cabinet. I have the key. I ha- I'm looking at it. I'm, I literally pivoted my lazy boy, my swivel lazy boy, because what, 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 what kind of chair is good without a swivel? I mean, really? <laughs> I'm pivoting the chair. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know what? I can't even figure out how to open up that effing lock let alone take off a mic and pop it into a thing. It, 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 so, you know, my spot was fine, but it was, you know, I, I'm all for clumped. I'm, I'm all for clumped. By the time I'm thinking of mic, three prongs into another three prong wire thing, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that I'm at Home Depot and I can't figure this out. And then I'm just like talking and I'm not thinking. It, it, it wasn't my best start. Okay. It wasn't my best start. Anyway, um, but let me, let me. Let me talk to you. I got a I got a question for the audience, okay? So, I don't know about you, if you have kids, what age your kids are. So, you know, my daughter's obviously they're young. 
they were in school. Today, I worked from home and, uh, you know, during the day and uh, my children, they went, they had a day of school. Fabulous. Oh, wonderful. So in the morning, and I have a babysitter and my babysitter, let me say, my babysitter used to come in the morning, you know, and um, take, you know, my kids to take, you know, maybe one of my daughters to school. Maybe she'd take the other one to nursery, but now my kids are getting older. So they're both going to school at the same time. So it does, my, and my babysitter lives in Queens. It doesn't make any sense. It would be rude of me, you know, right? To have my babysitter come and um, to my house and, and walk my kids to school when I could do it. Like I could walk my kids to school. What I really need her to do is I need her to pick up, you know, the kids um, from school, which she does. So today she picks up the kids at like 1.30, what, 2 o'clock, whatever time they get out of school. She take them to the she took them to the playground. Good. They came back home. They did whatever, and uh, you know we had dinner. And then I went out to do my spa, and she babysat. I pay this woman a, for a full day. I pay her, and I love her. She's like my a kid, a grandmother to my kids, right? I love her, but I pay her from you know nine to five or eight thirty to five thirty, whatever it is, whatever I've been paying her for the last God knows how long, and we've agreed that I'm going to pay her. If she ever has to babysit, I'm also going to pay her on top of the regular, you know, whatever it is. I'm going to pay her $20 an hour to babysit. Now, I don't know where you live and how much babysitting is, but I thought this was expensive, $20 an hour, until I was talking to other mothers. They're like, $20 an hour for two kids in Manhattan. That's a steal. It's like $40. And I was like, $40? $40. I'm not going out if it's $40. That's ridiculous. So anyway, I so, so my point is, so I, I pay... I pay her, you know, for, you know, today, the babysitting. Well, I pay her at the end of the week. But, you know, she gets paid for eight hours. And then I was out for a couple hours doing my spot, right? And I come home. And I Venmo her the babysitting money. You know, the overage, the 40 bucks, $20 an hour. And I'm just thinking, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I'm paying her to come to my house, to come to work at 2 o'clock. I'm, she's working from 2 to 5.30. And then I'm paying her on top of, I'm paying her on top of, you know, well, actually, I'm saying this wrong. What am I doing? I'm saying this wrong. I'm paying her from 8.30 to 5.30, and then I'm paying her the overage. <laughs> See, I'm going crazy over this. So this is just such simple math. How could I do these complex things at work? I can't even talk about this. <laughs> so I'm paying her for, for eight hours, and I'm paying her overage for babysitting. But she only comes from 2 to 5.30 is the reality of the situation. I should almost not have to pay her for the babysitting. Now, I was talking about this with one of my mom friends, and she's like, Elise, you're wrong. She's like, listen, you pay her full time. She stayed with you, you know, uh, throughout your all these years. She's she's a trusted person. She's like the grandmother. You're going to still continue to pay her full time, even if she's working part time. That's just how it goes around here. She goes, and if you're going to have babysitting, I'm sorry, you're cutting into her personal time, so you have to pay her for that. And I'm like, of course I see that side of it. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, be a schnara. I'm not trying to, you know, haggle with the woman who takes care of my kids. I'm just like... I don't get it. I just feel like this is a racket. You're working for three hours. I'm paying you full time. And then I'm paying you on top for the babysitting. I mean, uh, 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 I'm curious to your opinions on that. You know, it's funny though in Manhattan because you know, outside of the city, people are like, 
my, my girlfriends outside the city, like, you know, Elise, that's ridiculous. Like, you just, you, you, you shrink her hours down. Like, that's what you do. And you just pay her from 2 to 5.30 if that's what she's working every day. That's just, you know, you shrink the hours down, save yourself some money. That's crazy. But the thing is, is that I don't have anyone else. Like, the, she's like my lifeline. It's like me, my ex-husband, and our babysitter. Like, my ex-husband's family, they live in Wales. My mother lives in New Jersey. Like, we don't have, there's nothing else. So, I, it's like she's she's like my emergency contact. I have an I have my I have an aunt. She lives in Tribeca. I have obviously friends, but that's like my other third parent, if that makes sense. So if that means I have to pay her for full time, even though she's working part time, I'm gonna do it. And that's sort of the mentality of a lot of the moms um, in Manhattan. And obviously, look, you need to be able to afford to do so. Can I afford to pay this woman full time, even though she's working part time? Uh, probably not. But you know what? I just it's been such an ingrained expense for the last seven years. So it doesn't you know, I'm, it just has become my life. But let me tell you, that one day, however, when I, whenever I don't have that expense anymore, oh, it's going to feel so good. I mean, I'm, I probably have another like 10 years. But you, I mean, if you are an older woman and you're listening to this and your kids are grown, I'm sure the, the feeling of not having to pay for child care one day. But then you're paying for college, right? Anyway. Mother's Day. How was your Mother's Day? Happy Mother's Day if you're listening and you're a mother. We, uh, we had a simple Mother's Day. It was me, my two sisters, um, my my two daughters, my mom, and my grandmother. We went to Staten Island. We went to the Woodrow Diner. It's one of my favorite diners. We all love this diner. The food's delicious. Uh, it's off of Woodrow Road. And uh, I, it's like, I guess, the Woodrow section, Annadale. That's where I'm, that's where I'm from. I grew up over there. And uh, it was nice, you know, after the diner, my girlfriend, Stephanie, she lives around the corner. She was like, where are you? I was like, I'm pulling out of wardrobe. She's like, come by, just come by right now. I'm, a, I'm doing a Dunkin' Run. I'll get you a coffee. Just come. So I went, I hung out, we hung out. She was doing her house cleaning for the day because, you know, that's just like how moms have to hang out. You know, it's like, she's like, okay, we're going to go in the bathroom. I'm going to clean the bathroom. You're going to sit outside the door. Literally, I'm walking around her house with a medium Dunkin'. And I'm sitting on the floor of her hallway while she's cleaning the bathroom. I'm sitting on the floor of her son's room while she's cleaning the son's room. I'm sitting on the floor in the kitchen while she's cleaning. But you know what? That's just how we have to do it. We got to squeeze in the girl time, right? And you know, it's so funny. Like, I don't know why guys, it seems like guys, they have it easier, right? Like men, they seem to have it easier in terms of getting together with their guy friends. Like, like, I mean, my ex-husband, he just sees his friends. He just sees his friends. They all just make the time. They get together. They stick to the plan. They 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 make their plans once a week. Whatever. They go to the pub. They go they go out golfing. They just stick to it. Me, my girlfriend. You know when the last time I saw Stephanie was October. October. I mean, how ridiculous is that? We both just can't get it together. I mean, I have the two kids. She has three kids. We both work. I mean, you know, I obviously am a traveling clown in the night. So I mean, you know, it's 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 ridiculous that I haven't seen one of my best friends for that long, but that is the reality situation. So it was so nice to see her. And, you know, it's always those unexpected impromptu things that make, you know, the day great. So I I had, I actually had a really, really nice day. Um, I do have exciting news though. Tomorrow on Tuesday, when the podcast gets posted, my Peloton arrives. I splurged for a Peloton three months ago because I couldn't deal with my underwear making, giving me dents in my waistline just uh -uh, for a regular daily wear, okay? 
I felt the fat rolls on my stomach. I mean, like, that, that that's just the reality situation. And everything was closed, and I downloaded some stupid apps trying to work out on the floor in my house, and I'm rolling around on furry leopard wall-to-wall carpeting, and I'm getting, you know, dust bunnies in my hair, and I'm sweating, and I'm just like, this is disgusting. This is disgusting. <laughs> like, like I, I, I barely have room, and I'm trying to do splits and lunges on on the leopard carpet. It wasn't working. So uh, Stephanie got a Peloton. Her husband was so cute. He he surprised her with it for Christmas. Another friend of mine has the Peloton, and these girls they're swearing by it. They're like, I love it, I love it. So you know what? I was just like, I'm just gonna do it. I don't care that we're nearing towards the end of the pandemic. You know, this is three months ago. So I get I get the bike. I order it. They tell me, ah, it's not going to come till May. I'm like, May? May? The whole world's going to be vaxxed by May. Soul Cycle's going to be open in May. What do you mean, May? But you know what? Honestly, I do, I, I really am happy that I got it. I haven't, obviously, I don't have it in my possession yet, but it's funny, that Peloton. I don't know if I told you when I bought, the, when I bought it. I don't know. Um, but the bike is so damn expensive. And then you have to join join you got you know you got to join 30 40 dollars a month you know to, to for the membership which that kind of shit annoys me because it's like i'm already spending i don't even know how much like a whole week's salary a whole you know paycheck a whole month i don't even know how much it is anymore i blocked the amount of money of the peloton out of my effing mind because i i can't comprehend how much money i spent on an exercise bike right this is the Nordic track of 1992. I mean, come on, let's be serious with each other. So I buy the bike, you know, and it's like, that already was so expensive. And then they're like, oh, okay, so every month you're going to spend $40 a month. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, $40 a month? Like, this is a cost that only goes up. When have you ever had a membership cost or a monthly expense or some cloud storage shit in the iTunes store or your New York Times subscription where all of a sudden you get an email and they say, Good news, your bill went down every month. Yeah, no, guess what? Never happens, okay? So I basically just signed myself up for a lifetime of bills. You could still use the bike um, if you don't want to sign up for the Peloton service, but then what fun is that? Then you can't take the classes and, um, you know, that you basically just a really, you just, you're just a freaking cheapskate. Like, oh, is that your Peloton? Oh, how do you like it? Oh, I like it. It's good. Yeah, you know, but I don't use the Peloton service. You know, I'm just... I just do the bike. I just put my iPad on it. Like if I if I was gonna do that, I would have just got any old spin bike, right? I have no idea where I'm gonna put this bike. In fact, where I'm sitting right now, in my lazy in my, in my living room on my lazy boy, which is where I'm gonna start filming this thing. I got all the. Uh, I figured out how I need to do it. So yay! I'm so excited. I'm gonna put it on YouTube. I'll let you know when that happens. But I also told myself I'm gonna put my Peloton here, which is hilarious because. Excuse me, I need to take a sip of seltzer and die in a thirst. Is that my living room's not that big. And I have this, there was a closet in my living room before I bought the place, right? And when we got the place, we took the closet doors off and I made a library, put bookshelves on either side of the closet and a little chandelier. It looks beautiful. This library is everything to me. I got real books, obviously, on either bookshelf. My photo albums, I got tchotchkes there. And anytime somebody says like, oh, where are you going to put that? Oh, oh, here, Elise, here's a little tchotchka, a little angel from the hallmarks, or a little precious moment tchotchka, where are you going to put it? I'm like, in my library. My library is AKA closet with the doors off. Okay, let me just be clear about that. So when I'm in the store at the Peloton store on Madison Avenue, Manhattan, three months ago, they're like, where are you going to put this? I'm like, in my library. The girl's like, oh, that's so nice. You have a library. Wow. That sounds really lovely. Just so you know, the delivery men 
They come, they bring the bike up, they assemble the bike, you know, to make sure it fits great, whatever. We're not going to have to worry about that because it's in your library. How big your library? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, two feet by one foot. She's like, what? I'm like, that's really a closet with the door off. (laughs) I have no idea where I'm going to put this fucking bike, honestly. I'm looking right now. I have no idea. And it might have to go in my bedroom. So which my bedroom is small as it is. My bedroom is, I don't even know, 14 by 14 maybe from Manhattan standards, that's live and lodge. But, you know, uh, out I know you girls probably and guys, you have houses and, and you probably have a ginormous b- bedroom. Your bedroom is probably the size of my entire apartment. I hope the bike doesn't have to go in there. But I'm excited. I can't wait to tell you about it. I got the, the bike and then, of course... I needed the shoes because what am I going to do on a spin bike without the spin shoes? And then they had a package because, you know, I'm just like, ridiculous. I got the shoes, a mat for the bike, and the earbuds. I got like that. They had this little combo package, and it was like an extra $200. I was like, well, if I'm already buying this ridiculously expensive Willy Wonka gold bar of bike of all bikes, I might as well get the package that goes with it. What am I going to do? I'm going to do the Peloton in my Reeboks with my my earbuds in. I mean, like, I'm not going to half-ass it. I'm, I, I, I'm already down the rabbit hole. Anyway, yeah, it's going to be good. You know what I really hope? I really hope that the bike doesn't come and I do it three times and then, you know, next podcast, I'm like, yeah, I love the Peloton's amazing. And then it becomes a clothes hanger because my therapist told me, my therapist who I love, hello, Dr. Long, my therapist was like, you know what, Elise, uh, we're not going to get a bike and say, then we're going to exercise. Why don't we exercise first and then do the bike? You know, if you're exercising and you're biking all around Central Park, then invest in the Peloton bike course I didn't listen to him so I hope it doesn't turn into that there was an article on BuzzFeed by the way I don't know if you saw this you have to google it google um BuzzFeed article what toxic (laughs) it's so funny buzz you just type in BuzzFeed what toxic things did your parents say to you that you wouldn't say to your own kids this is an article they had and I loved it it was so great and it's funny because it made me think like Shit, my mother, the things that I used to hear growing up, I mean, I would never say to my kids. First of all, let me just say, to each their own with parenting styles, right? I mean, you know, you hear it all. Like, I personally, I don't hit my kids, you know, whatever. But did my parents hit me? Of course. But, you know, and you hear the things, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. But I don't know. I have my own personal way of parenting. But I'm really, I I was a very sensitive child. I'm still very sensitive. So I'm really like, I don't, I don't. I don't, I, I don't hit my children. I don't, um, I really try to listen to them. You know, I try hard not to yell. Ah, does that work out? Ah, not really so much. But, uh, you know, I really try to be patient with them. So, I'm, But I'm reading this article about the things you, <laughs> your parents said to you. And I'm just thinking like, right off the top, right, at, right off the top, right off the top. I'm like, hmm. Oh, I don't know. Like, if you're Italian, the fact that, like, the Italian people, the majority of Italian people thought it was okay to threaten their kids with a solid wooden bat disguised as a spoon. <laughs> like, anything you did wrong, the spoon just comes out. And it's, 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 can you imagine, can you imagine today, can you imagine today watching, like, I don't know, Gossip Girl or one of these shows that take place in Manhattan or, you know, I don't know, Real Housewives of New York and the mother's getting mad at the kid and then just whips out the giant wooden spoon. I mean, I would be arrested. Literally. They'd call Dyfus on my ass. I, like, I, I wouldn't even be mother anymore. It would be terrible. But some of the things in the article are so funny. Like, um, but, but also, but when you, but they also break them down. So what, some of the things, one of the, because I said so, 
uh, just get over it and calm down. Oh, you're being so sensitive about that. Um, one one of them was one of them was funny. The girl said, which it's well, it's not really funny, it's fucked up. But the, she's like, My mom was always on a diet. She is still on a diet. And growing up, she always constantly talked about her weight. And she used to beg her daughter in high school to go on a diet with her. The mother used to say, Come on, go on a diet with me, go on a diet with me. What I, and now the girl, poor girl, has body dysmorphia. It didn't say her age, but it's like, was that the mother's passive aggressive way of telling the daughter to lose weight? Or was the mother really trying to lose weight and just wanted to diet, buddy? Because it's like, honestly, dollface, that's what Jenny Craig is for. Call up Jenny herself and say, can, can you be my diet, buddy? Not your daughter. But some of the things, um, you know, like I, I could still relate to them. One of them specifically was like the mother saying, you know, oh, you're being so sensitive. My family still says this to me. I'm sensitive about a lot of things. And I'm probably so sensitive that I have probably some issue, right? And it's funny because I don't look sensitive. I don't sound sensitive. I've come off aggressive. I I have this sort of guttural voice. But I I am. I'm really sensitive. And, you know, it's like in the article, they say, like, you know, the translation of, oh, stop being so sensitive about that. The translation is like, I don't like that you're so offended or hurt by what I said. So now I'm just going to make the real problem all about you. And that's true. I mean, you know, but when you really think about it, like what, what is, what, what is this crazy stuff that we used to hear growing up? I mean, I, I, you know, I, 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 I have respect for my mother, so I'm not going <laughs> to sit on the podcast to the public and say some of the fucked up crazy shit she said, but you know, some of the stuff, you, my mother, you know what? It, I, I, I just think that when you're a parent, when you're really in the thick of it, we're, we're a little too sensitive these days. I actually agree with that. Like in general, parenting in general, uh, people are very sensitive these days. Nobody's going to be perfect. I mean, come on. And when you're in the thick of it, if you're a mother or if you are not a mother or a father and you have your, si- your siblings or mothers or father, whatever, you're watching people parent, I mean, come on. Come on. You, you, can't, you can't help but to sometimes just lose your fucking cool, right? One time I was at Whole Foods with my older daughter. She was about two years old and we were checking out and this kid just went into complete lockup mode. You know that lockup mode? Like I took her out of the stroll. I took her to her out of the shopping cart. So we paid for the groceries. Well, let me say, we're at Whole Foods, blah, blah, shop, shop. Get to the, gro- the, the, the register, pay for the groceries. I take her out of the shopping cart, you know, her little two-year-old body. And then I, I try, you know, I went to put her on the floor and she locks up her body, stiffens her body up. And then she just falls over, keels over, screams, tantrum, right in the middle of Whole Foods in Tribeca. Because at the time I lived in Battery Park. And I was literally freaking out. I didn't even know what to do. I mean, I, I actually wasn't yelling at my two-year-old, but I, I was like, you know, get up, get up. What are you doing? Get up. Laying, just... Out on the floor. Uh, so what do I, swelling. I had to get on the floor myself and lay next to her, stiffen up my body as well. Do the same. I thought maybe if I mirror her, she'll, you know, if I do some sort of psychology, you do a psychology trick on her, she'll, she'll ease up. Two-year-old, there, there we are in Whole Foods, Tribeca, mother and daughter laying on the floor. Can you imagine the cement, disgusting, filthy floor? People are stepping over us like Fucking roadkill. Okay, like roadkill. No one in Manhattan, no one, because everybody's, especially downtown, everybody's busy, can't be bothered. Nobody even bothered to say, oh, to me, oh, do you need help? Oh, whatever. And I'm cursing under my thing. I don't, and to be honest, 
I think I didn't say anything terrible, but in the thick of it, I have no idea. I have no idea. And that's just what it's like. That's just what I'm right. I mean, so on one hand, I think, you know, I could never say some of this shit that I heard growing up. I could never. And obviously everybody else agrees that it's all up in this BuzzFeed article. But on the other hand, you know, I have the two girls. They're 17 months apart. They drive me effing crazy, as you know. So, I mean, things happen. But it's funny. You, 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 need, to, you need to check it out. New show. New show I found on um, Netflix. I only watched one episode of it, but I, I thought it was cute. It's called Worn Stories. Worn, like W-O-R-N. And uh, it's about... It's a docuseries, and basically it's about real people and their favorite item of clothing. And I I thought that that was, like, kind of cute. I mean, at first I was like, this is going to be a little weird show. But then I got into it, and I watched the episode about this girl and her favorite coat. She bought a sample sale in the city somewhere in Manhattan. And uh, I I, I think it's cute. It's quirky. It's fun. It's literally one of those shows when you just want to have the TV on, and you just want to zone out, and you don't even want to have to think, and you don't want to, it's not like that mayor of Easttown that I was telling you last week, that, that show with Kate Blanchett, that's totally intense. I watched the, 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 the four, I think it's the fourth episode last night, I had nightmares. I had nightmares. I don't, I'm not going to spoil it for you. It was so good though, but I had, I literally had a terrible night's sleep. But this one story is on Netflix, it's just a, chi- just a chill out kind of thing, I loved it. And it made me think, you know what my favorite piece of clothing was? I'm sure you all have your own favorite piece of clothing. My favorite thing, item of clothing that I have is a uh, velvet and silk kimono jacket. I know, you're like, what's with this girl? She got leopard wall-to-wall carpeting. She's wearing going around wearing kimonos. <laughs> I got it on my honeymoon. Uh, I went to uh, China on my honeymoon and Thailand and... Um, Hong Kong and Thailand, actually. But uh, we went, you know, we were staying at this hotel uh, in Hong Kong. And, you know, Hong Kong, busy city. The the thought of the honeymoon was we're going to go to Hong Kong, busy, busy, busy city. Then we're going to go to Thailand and have a week in Thailand and just chill out on the beach and do nothing and whatever. And it was awesome. It was totally awesome. Um, A little thought to go for your honeymoon, you know, just just saying, little thought, could have went to Aruba, still the same experience. I could have went to Miami for shopping and then to Aruba to relax. But no, why not make your life even more difficult than it already is after the wedding? And of course, I went the day after the wedding. Why wouldn't I? You know, I want to have the traditional experience. So we, uh, we, we stayed at this hotel and downstairs from the hotel next door was this store that sold um, all like artisan Chinese crafts and, and, and they sold fabrics and blah, blah, blah. And they had, they sold kimonos there. Not uh, what you're thinking, like not the tradition, not like a geisha looking Japanese kimono. It was a kimono jacket. So mine is, uh, it has the Mandarin collar, you know, and um, it's black velvet. It has bell sleeves. It's short. It's like a, it's a jacket. You know, it, it's not a long thing. It's a jacket. It comes maybe like a little, um, it comes maybe to my my hips, right? And it sort of swings out. And I have one in black with uh, a red silk lining on the inside. And it has big red cuffs too. Big red cuffs at the bottom of the bell sleeve. And I also have one uh, in a magenta color. It's like a, a dark purple velvet. And then the magenta uh, on the cuffs. Bright magenta. And I love 
I love these two jackets. That is my favorite piece of clothing. I went through a phase when I was young of really liking Asian clothing. I mean, I don't know. I was a quirky kid. What can I say, right? Like from Stephanie. Oh, it was Stephanie. Stephanie Sweet. I was going to say for my friend, but it was Stephanie. The Huss Sweet 16 in Staten Island, I actually wore a kimono looking dress. Can you imagine? I was in, I had full white face makeup on. I was a geisha. I wore a blue kimono style dress with the white face. I had my hair up in a tight bun. I got the chopsticks in the hair, you know, the lip liner. You remember that look, right? So, but I went through this phase and I was really loving Asian inspired, uh, chinoiserie patterns. And, um, and I always loved it. You know, and I like all that chinoiserie, the blue. I like I like all that busy um, Asian style wallpaper. I'm sure this is not politically correct. Someone might be listening to this, this girl's trash. What is she? She's saying wallpaper is Asian. What the hell? But you know what I'm saying. They have the most the 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 Asian um, art is so beautiful. They have all these beautiful um, intricate patterns, and I just always loved it. Whether it was in clothing or on wallpaper or on a vase pattern, whatever. And, you know, I have, I collect these little things, you know, right, throughout my life. And um, I always, I just always wanted a beautiful kimono jacket. I always wanted that. I was just always dying. So when I was on my honeymoon, I bought these two, these two jackets. And I still wear them to this day. And I was smart. You know, I was smart. I got married, right? I got married. I was 27 years old. And when I bought these coats, I bought these, these, these jackets, I should say. They're not coats, jackets. Elegant jacket. I bought them, I bought one in a large, because, you know, they're smaller. The, the size is smaller in China. So I bought one, in, and I was very tiny then. I was maybe like 120 pounds or something, 125 pounds. But the, um, and I'm 5'4", so, you know. The one I bought in a large, and that was, that was a nice fitting one. It was a little loose, nice fitting. And then I bought another one, like an XXL. Because I thought, well, I'm going to keep this forever and I'm probably going to be big and giant when I'm older <laughs> after I have a thousand kids. So um, so it's funny. So like, you know, the one that I have that's a large, it's still, it, it fits, but it's a little snug. But the, the, the one that I bought, that XXL, which is really like a large in American sizes, come on. Um, it, it fits beautiful and I love it and it's big. You know what? It's like a very Susie Orman jacket. You know that? Susie Orman, she... She's the jacket queen. I, you know, you know, you know, jackets, jackets are good. Jackets are good. A dressy jacket, right? Do you like jackets? Because I love a Chico's jacket. I do. I really do. I love a Chico's makes beautiful jackets. I know. I know. I sound like I should be retired in Boca right now. But first of all, my look, especially as I get older and my body changes or whatever, I, I like, you know, I like to wear all black. I just, I don't know if it's the New Yorker or me, but I like the black leggings, I like a black boot. I like a black turtleneck. I like a jacket. Whether it's a Lululemon style or Lululemon jacket, zip up like that, or a, a nice dressier jacket. And you, a jacket, you could dress it up or down. I love it. I always had an affinity for jackets. And it's sort of the Susie Orman. I feel like it's a Susie Orman look. She, um... She famously talks about her jackets that she wears on air. You should Google it. She has, I think, one. Uh, she says she bought it. Theory, another one. She got Eileen Fisher, and she loves it. And let me say, you know what, Susie, if you're listening, okay, which I know you're not, is that you know that not only is it a very chic look, okay, that you go out with you and your jackets. It's also very economical, okay, because let's be serious, okay, for everybody listening and guys too. You could wear any old pair of jeans, any old pair of leggings, any old white 
Hanes t-shirt if you're a guy or a white button down. You can wear any top if you're one. Once you put a nice jacket on, it changes the whole outfit. It's a beautiful thing. You could put an Adidas track jacket on. You look amazing. You blazer, whatever. So you know what? I love, I love, my favorite items of all clothing is always jackets. But my, my, my absolute favorite is these two kimono jackets. And I just adore them. Um, and if you ever go to Hong Kong, feel free. I'm more than happy to tell you our itinerary from 10 years ago, which it was great. It, it was really great. Um, I... I was so funny on my honeymoon. I remember I was like, I want to buy like something really special to remember my honeymoon by. I think I did that every day. <laughs> every day I was on my honeymoon. If I w- if there was a store, I went in and I bought something to m- remember my honeymoon. Like like my then husband, my then new, my new my then new husband was like, "You're ridiculous." Everywhere we go, you know, we were in Thailand. I was like, "I need to pick up some silks." some pillowcases. He's like, we are on our honeymoon. This is not Loman. Stop shopping. (laughs) I didn't care. I didn't care. You know what? I regret on my honeymoon not getting a piece of jewelry. I don't know if that's an Italian thing. I don't know what, but I have some friends, older friends, and they went on their honeymoon and they bought a beautiful piece of jewelry, maybe, you know, a little bracelet or something, you know, maybe, I don't know, from the hotel gift shop. I wanted to do that. And I was in Thailand. You know, they're known for their gemstones, but they were also known for all the fakes. So you had to be careful. And at that time, you know, I didn't know really anything about that kind of stuff. So I didn't buy. But I kind of regret. On the note of clothes, okay, when I was at Stephanie's, this is the Stephanie show. By the way, let me tell you something. Stephanie, I hope you're listening to this because, because I took your phone. I took your phone. So Stephanie's like, my some of my friends call me L. So Stephanie's like, L, L, I tried to down. She, step, let me let me back this up. Stephanie doesn't is is the he was the last adopted the iPhone last. She was the last person to adopt the iPhone. Stephanie had a BlackBerry like like six months ago. Stephanie literally was probably walking around with the Sprint Nextel phone last year, like as if it, as if it's the hottest phone ever. Stephanie is so hilarious when it comes to this stuff. I remember saying to Stephanie, when are you going to get an iPhone? And she'd be like, I'm going to get an iPhone when my BlackBerry's done. And I was just like, what does that even mean? Like an iPhone, you have so much flexibility. And this girl, she was so obsessed. She's, so, she's buttoned up when it comes to business. She keeps the file of facts still. Yes, the paper file of facts. So did I, but she still got the file effects going. That shit's jammed with the, with the notes and the post-its and the, the post-it thing. And, and she had the BlackBerry, very organized, right? And um, I was begging her to get an iPhone. So she, 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 she gets the, she finally, I don't know, her husband got her to get her iPhone. She gets the iPhone. She's on Facebook. That's it. I said, I say, Stephanie, can you join Instagram? Can you please join 2019, 2020, 2020. Can you please join into No. I'm like, you're missing out on everybody's life. I post all my pictures on there. Can you please? No, no, no. Fine. So she says to me at her house the other day, L, L, I, um, I tried to download the TikTok, you know, because, because, you know, I know you're doing these videos. I'm like, you don't even know. I have a whole life on there. You don't even know about she, she, it's hilarious. She knows nothing. I have to like call her and, 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 and hold up a phone and show her a video. I mean, it's ridiculous. If I wanted to see it, but I don't because she has 17 kids. So you know how that whole thing goes when you're a busy mother working. So she, she downloads. She says, I tried to download TikTok. Help me. So, you know, I took her phone and I, 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 
put my name in so she could follow me, you know, and I'm like, you want me to make you an account? And she's off already doing more cleaning. And then I went into the Apple podcast store <laughs> and I put my, the Elise DeLucci show and I subscribed to it. So anytime I get a new episode, her phone's going to be like, the Elise DeLucci show, like a new episode. So Stephanie, when you listen, cause I know you're going to get the alert on your phone. You're going to listen. She could be like, this, she really just talked about me the whole show. And I did. And I did. I talked to you. This is the Stephanie show. This is the Stephanie episode, episode 63. devoted to my, no, my, my best friend that I met when I was nine years old. One of my best friends, I should say. But anyway, when I was at her house. And guys, if you are listening, if you are a guy listening to this, this is worth telling your wife. So I'm at her house and she's cleaning up and I'm by the front door and I spot a few very cute pairs of shoes, which is going to be my product of the week because I love them and I can't wait to get them. I said, Stephanie, where are these shoes? First of all, the brand is called Okabee. I might be the last person to this party. You might know about this already. O-K-A hyphen B, Okabee. The shoes are like a rubber shoe. And uh, she's like, these are my, she's like, you know, ah, oh, this, this is Stephanie. She's so funny. She's like, I said, what shoes are these? Oh, the Okabees. Okabees. I said, oh, Okabees. Yeah, yeah, Okabees. I said, oh, who um who told you about Okabees, your sister? Because her sister always finds like great stuff. And she's like, no, no, I, I found them myself. I said, oh, okay. And she goes, oh, the spa shoes, the spa shoes. I said, these are ballet flats. What do you mean? She goes, yeah, they're, they're spa shoes. I said, okay. Now, Stephanie has the luxury of having a tiny foot, unlike me. Disgusting. I have size nine. I can hate it. <laughs> the shoe is, um, it's so cute. It's a rubber shoe and it's, uh, and, and they have, it, the, it, you know, they brand themselves like eco-friendly material, rubbery kind of thing. Uh, they're waterproof. They're washable. They, and inside the, uh, the, the, you know, in the footbed, they have like massage beads, right? And she's like, it's, it's a spa shoe. So I don't know where she found these shoes, but I went on the website and they're cute. They're super cute. They have all these little ballet flats um, and they have really cute uh, like thong sandals, you know, with the back strap, which those are the ones I'm going to get. And they're all like $30 and $40. I love it. And you know what? Let me tell you something. I love to go into the fancy stores, the department stores and look at shoes, but you know, and when it's a boot or when it's like a, sh- a like a heel, I get it. You want like a, maybe a beautiful leather or something. But in the summer, you f- my at least me my feet they swell. You know, the, I, I I'm walking all over the city. They scuff. They're getting scuffed up. Is it muddy out? Is it raining? At sandals. You know, I'm not. I don't sandals. Like I don't. I don't even give a shit. So I cannot wait to get a pair of these. I'm gonna get the um, the, the the thong ones, and they're adorable. But she has the she has a couple of thongs. I think she has a slide. I saw a slide with like some some frilly stuff. Oh, the whole thing's rubber. And then and then she had the ballet shoe, and she loves it because you know wipe them, wipe them out, wipe them in. And um, you know what they remind me of? I don't know. I bought a pair of these last year. I, I totally would recommend for guys and girls. Do you know the Birkenstock? Um, the Gize. It's like I think that's what it's called. The, that's G-I-Z-E-H, but it's like the Birkenstock, it's the flip-flop, you know, it's the, the their, their classic kind of style, not the one with the two straps across, it's the thong style they have. Anyway, they made the Birkenstock a couple years ago in a crazy lightweight, flexible material that's also waterproof, uh, you know, uh, washable, they could get wet, they could, you know, you could hose, you could garden with them, you can, you know, t- use them in the spa, I bought them in hot pink last year, um, these hot pink Birkenstocks, and they come in, you know, guy sizes too. They're the same material as Crocs. That's it. Same Crocs material. 
And I love them. I love them. They're just, to me, they're adorable. They're adorable. I'm all over the city. I'm, 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 I'm in the playground. I'm in the sand pit. I'm all over the place. I love these Birkenstocks. So this Okabashum, I'm hoping it's going to be the same thing. I couldn't get my big, uh, you know, Drizilla foot in her Cinderella glass slipper. God forbid, you know, she would have a shit fit. I got one toe in her shoe, you know? I mean, it's that kind of thing. But I would check them out if I were you. Okabe, Okabe. I also, before we wrap up this thing, I want to tell you, video podcast or the, I just, I don't even know, show, podcast, whatever. It's coming in the coming weeks. I ordered uh, the equipment, how to order a camera. So that'll be awesome. I'm really excited about that. I have some really good shows coming up. I just found out I'm going to be at the St. George Theater in Staten Island in October. It's not, you know, for a while, but, um, that's so cool. Like Tony Bennett has been on that stage. So I'm like, oh my God. And, uh, but this upcoming weekend, I'm going to be at the Marstown, New Jersey Performing Arts Center. I've said it before with Mike Marino. He's really, really funny Italian comic. He talks about when I was, when I opened for him in Florida a couple months ago, he has a whole bit on like how ridiculous it is to scan your groceries these days, you know, like, and how you're you're in Walmart and you got to scan your shit yourself. Like, he's just so funny. He's like, he, he, I was literally crying at his jokes. Um, and he's been doing it forever. So I'm really excited about that. If you're in the area and you want to come out, that'd be awesome. You can also watch it. You could stream it. I don't know. Um, I didn't, I, I know some people bought tickets for the streaming, but it's mayoarts.org if you want to check it out. Mayo, M-A-Y-O, mayoarts.org. It's May 15th. Mike Marino, Elise DeLucci. Um, there's another guy on the show too, John Bramnick. And uh, he's like me. He's uh, He is a full-time. Mike is like full-blown comedian for 30 years. But John Bramnick is actually a New Jersey councilman. Uh, by day, and then he's a comic at night. So like me, I, you know, I'm in digital and tech in the day, and then at night, you know, I'm doing this whole thing. But one day, hopefully, that could be my real job. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it, if you want to watch it, stream it. If you're not in New York, that that would be fun. But, yeah, I'm so excited. It's so great to be back out doing stand-up. It's definitely a little weird because, you know, we've been doing these weird Zoom shows, us comics, and, yeah. You know, and then the swapping out the mic, Home Depot style. Boy, I gotta, I don't know. I gotta practice that shit. I thought I would be good, you know. <laughs> Taking something phallic shaped and like, you know, doing something with it. But, you know, of course not. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anyway, that's all for today's Elise DeLucci show. Thank you for listening. And, of course, thank you for bearing with me while I'm saying I'm only doing the one um, episode a week for the next few weeks. You know, I'm focusing on just getting my act tight for my performances, um, you know, and uh, also, obviously, I'm working out the, um, the filming stuff. So, yay, yay. Quote of the day. It applies to guys, too, but I know I have mostly uh, female listeners. Well-behaved women really make history. And isn't that the truth? Listen, if there's something that you want to do or you've been dreaming to do, just go fucking do it. You only live once. That's all I wanted to say. That's really what I wanted to say on this whole podcast, okay? I usually end after the quote, but I just needed to say that to you, okay? If there's something you want to do, just go do it. Why are you wait? You only live once, okay? My boyfriend, he works a million thousand jobs. He's a, you know, you know, he's a successful guy at work, but he was workaholic. And he's, he's always, his personal life's always lagging. I said to him, you know what? YOLO. If you, I said, one day, I said, I'm going to want to do, I want to do stand-up comedy. I want to do improv. So I just went to, to do it. And that's it. And now here I am. I had no idea. 
any of this other stuff was going to happen. I didn't know I was going to do TikTok. I didn't know I was going to get a following there. I didn't know I was going to have a podcast. I didn't know all these people were going to actually want to listen to my podcast. What? Crazy. Crazy. YOLO. Well-behaved women really make history. And fuck anybody that tells you that you can't do something. That's insane. You can do whatever you want. I'm Elise Lucci, and that's all for today's show, episode 63. Thank you all for listening. I saw a couple new comments on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. If anybody wants to leave a comment, feel free. I love to read them. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.